Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. <laughs> and Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of the uh, this afternoon show. We had a lot of guests on, didn't we, today? Yes. Was, which is great. We're happy for We that. love that, yeah. Richard Osman from Pointless. He was good. House of Games. House of Games, yeah. He's got a new book out. Yeah. Also with a new book out, the QI Elves from No Such Thing as a Fish, the podcast. Uh, Anna and James popped in again. Yeah, lots got of some sporty stuff in there. Facts. And Paul Mathieu has written a... F- Fascinating book, a great story yeah. that you uncovered as well. That was yeah, really it's a it's a Victorian tale of excess in in, in higher society. It's got it's got uh, wife stealing, it's got gambling, it's got horse racing. It's 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 Sunday night ITV one. Yeah, or talk sport. Or, or we, we, yeah, this is our poor representation. No, but it's great anyway. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Ah, good afternoon, Paul. Can I say, you gave me something last week, Andy, yeah, which cold. was very kind of a, yeah, you're stinking cold. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm dosed, it's all right, it can't be helped, I'm dosed up the nines, I just, I've, I've been, I, I feel bad, just, I've really. not given it to Well, that's uh, how they all go else, around, Because yeah. I didn't really know I didn't, when I, I shook the hand of Guy Garvey, yeah, I've shaken some hands, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to elbow, going to have to call a gig off, because his voice has gone. Well, I know, too, well, I did that to Mario Stanich of Croatia and Chelsea. You infected a professional footballer. I did. Yeah. How did you do that? Uh, a friend of mine who uh, is Croatian as well, yeah. Bosnia actually, but half Croatian, and he basically made these Croatian pastries. They're fabulous, these things. And uh, I said, oh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll take them down to the uh, training ground and give them to Mario Stanic. Right. So I what gave are they called then? Bureks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I only asked. Come on, that's a tapping, wasn't it? That was a tapping. I always pronounce it wrong anyway. Yeah. So uh, they're, they're delicious. They're kind of you know like a pasty or a small, or a, and more like a samosa, I'd say. Actually, oh, okay, nice. Like a, yeah, yeah. A Croatian nice. samosa. Yeah, that's sort of a mm. good description. So you and take him down to Mario Stanich. Took them down, gave them, the, gave them to me. All very grateful. Yeah, thanks very much. He ate them, I gather. Well, obviously he did because about a few days later he was out. He missed the next home game with a cold. Had you and I had the worst cold. Had you sneezed on him, or did you just shook no, hands think, when he gave them to you? It's your hand, isn't it? If your hand. So he shook hand. hands with you, and yeah. See, I didn't when I when I was in that in Mr. Jake hands yesterday. I didn't realise I had the issue, but it certainly came out last night. Anyway, we sold you. I was only a cold. Yeah, this is it. it's not that bad. No, no, it's, this is it. And uh, you're talking about the North Korea and South Korea match, yeah. and uh, there were no fans, no match reports either. I've managed to get one though because oh, well I'm well connected. Good. Um, actually, they're saying it was nil nil, but actually, uh, I watched North Korean television and it was one nil 
to North Korea. Yeah. And Kim Jong Un got the winner with a towering header. Did he really? Rose above everybody. I'm sure he would. At Tremendous. The back, at the back post. <laughs> at the back post. Yeah, he like, leapt Sword. like a salmon. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Infantino, though, he's fantastic, isn't he? He said uh, he was disappointed there were no fans allowed in, but said they can still have the World Cup if there's any votes in it. Oh, no, I added that last bit. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that did sound a bit on the nose, even for Infantino, really, didn't it? Yeah. Not that I'm we might, I, don't, I don't have any joy trying to get to the bottom of this ferret that's at uh, Castleford's ground. Have you heard about this? There's a ferret. Oh, yeah, the the ferret loose. Yeah. There's a ferret on the loose. We 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 called Cass, but they, they, they're not massively keen to talk no. about it. They're, they're taking it quite seriously. I, know. I don't know how big this ferret is and what well, sort of a, havoc it's It's a bit of northern stereotyping, isn't it? Rugby league and a ferret. Well, I'd not thought of it like that. Well, I mean, you know, basically, if it was if it was running about. around London Broncos pitch, I'd still want to know about <laughs> it. It wouldn't be, though, would it? <laughs> but maybe they've caught it. I don't know. Well, who knows? Uh, we'll find out, anyway, if we can, a little bit uh, later on in the show. I finally found a race that Alan Brazil wouldn't want to bet on. Oh, yeah. It's the 320 at uh, Wincanton. Mm. It's called the Tribute to Mask... <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. Marcus Trascothic Handicap Hurdle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Trascothic. Yeah, you nearly got it wrong as well, didn't you? as well, yeah, true. And... <laughs> the star, every day the star have a four sort of text, you know, where they say, oh, please can you pa- uh, publish a photo yeah. of such and such, she's so sexy. Guardian does as well most days. <laughs> you know, a little four section. Yeah, yeah they don't. Uh, it's a today's one from Grant Haitley wrote to the star and he mm. said... Not any relation? No, I don't think so. Please print a photo of Sarah Pascoe. I think she's one really sexy woman. I was thinking, how much would Sarah Pascoe hate that objectification of herself? Yeah. In that? But anyway, Why don't you write a letter to the star pointing that out to <laughs> I think them? I will. Yeah, I may put it on. Yeah, could be. So, and, uh, oh, yeah, well, go on, you've got time. Go on, one go, more. Squeeze one, it in. One more. One in five Brits are too scared to make a full English breakfast as a survey. Too scared? I know. It's ridiculous. It's possibly the easiest meal in the world. To get a large frying pan and throw the whole lot in. You can't go wrong. What are they scared of? Just the hot fat? I don't know. I don't or know. daunted by the prospect? Yeah, I have no idea what the, what it is. But talking of full English, I do love the name of the obesity champion, uh, Tam Fryup. <laughs> <laughs> Tam Fry. Is that really? He should change his name to Tam Fry up. Yeah, he's, he's, well, he, yeah, he shouldn't. I did, see, I did see a woman. Do you remember that uh, the Dame? I did see is? a woman, a Dame, whatever her name is. This, uh, the health. Blimey, you're taking thing. it serious, aren't you, Dame? You do. It's all research Dame for you, Sally, isn't it? Sally, something I can't Dame, remember. Dame, it. whatever your name <laughs> is, anyway, Aunt Sally, it? the one who said yeah, exactly, the one who said you shouldn't eat on a on a train. It should be banned. And funny enough, I got on the train. Is it Sally Hawkins? Or am I guessing? No. Is that somebody else? <laughs> That's an actress. Oh yeah. I got on the I got on the train. They got on the tube, and there was a woman. Quite a large woman, to be fair. Okay. And well, uh, we didn't need to know that. Did she we? had a massive. Well, it's relevant. She had a massive sort of drink. Oh yeah. And she had a whole bag of chips from a well-known fast food place. Yeah. And she was like digging. She supersized, didn't she? Yeah. Well, she was digging into them on the train. I was watching, and I was thinking, if even if you stop this woman eating on the train, she'd just get off the train and go straight in there, wouldn't she? It's not going to make any difference. <laughs> I mean, I, I can. I mean, I, I must say, it isn't great to see people eating on a train, but if they, they want to. It's a free country, isn't it? Right. At yeah. the moment. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's okay. Well, thank you for that, Andy. That, that's a, lot of, a phone call to Mike Graham you just did then, but thank I you. Did. Thank you very much for it. Thank you, Andy, oh, for your call. And finally, from the court circular, the Earl, of, the Earl of Wessex attended the Worshipful Company of Fuelers dinner. Yeah. And I think, why are they? Are they is that petrol pump attendants? They're people that deliver coal. Oh. No, of course it's not. <laughs> no. I don't know. Oh, he says. Well, I don't know. Coleman. They still have those coal persons. I don't know. No one does Sports that anymore, do they? Not Chris Coleman. Sports no, Night with Cole Persons. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> that would have been a good show. Uh, they'd have to have changed it, wouldn't they, really, in they these would, enlightened times? They would now.
Um, Richard Osman can't get into the building at the moment. He's been held by security. No. One of the most recognisable faces in the oh, country. That's ridiculous. All six foot seven of him. <laughs> no, there are reasons for that. But he'll be, he'll be fine. He'll be in shortly. They know Richard. They know Richard. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. We asked 100 people. Anyway, yeah, Richard will be here uh, a little bit later on. Took a bit of Fulham, as long as he's not wrestled to the ground in reception. Uh, we'll also It'll be... Take about three to bring him down. Talking, it would, yeah. It'd be like, uh, it'd be like one of those things you see on a David uh, Attenborough, wouldn't it, really? It'd be one, take a while. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. I can welcome return to the studio is uh, Pointless and House of Games' very own Richard Osman. Good to Hello, see you. Hello, gents. Lovely How to be you? here. Yes. First yes. time in your lovely new studio. Yes. yes. It's lovely, isn't it? Wow. It's it's lovely. You don't come to us in the best of weather, but it's a pretty decent view. Isn't it's beautiful, isn't it? Imagine there, if this so. was a flat, it'd be worth some money. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a thought, could, isn't it? Maybe we could convert idea, this actually. into flats. Yeah. <laughs> or just like, in, it's been used, it's used 24-7 though, isn't it? I mean, well, it could be like George Clark's Amazing Spaces. That could sort of fold out into a bed and the whole bit behind me. That could be work. Or could I do this? This barricade just rent it out, put it on Airbnb. Um, so, House of Games. I was I was watching uh, last night. It's uh, the celebs. I mean, they're probably worth. I, I can't believe anybody hasn't seen it. But for those that haven't, just explain how it works. Well, House of Games is a thing where uh, forever we, we invent loads of quiz shows and game shows, and we're always having these little ideas. You think, oh, it's a really good idea for a round, but it's not enough for a whole show. Yeah. So, House of Games, we took all the ideas we've ever had for fun little, silly little rounds, and put them all in one show. So, I invite four celebrities along. They play for a whole week. Every time I press a buzzer, a new round comes up. No one knows what it's going to be. I don't know what it's going to be. They don't. Mm. I don't know the answers. They don't. And we just play all these very silly rounds. And, you know, there's ridiculous prizes. And at the end of the week, one of them's a, a champion. So it's just a really fun, competitive, play-along show, which is it's gone crazy since we did the first ones. And it's, uh, it's it's doing ever so well, which is lovely. Yeah. And the celebs do take it very seriously. Giles Brandreth <laughs> last night was... Uh, he was, he's, he, he was I think he's still ahead uh, after three shows. But he was uh, he's quite very competitive. Com- well, very competitive on, man. On, on Monday... They're all really well behaved on Monday show, and by Wednesday they're at each other's throats. Even the ones who say they aren't competitive. Yeah. Same. We had Ed Gamble and Aid Edmondson last week, and Aid Edmondson is Ed Gamble's like absolute hero. And he was so on Monday he was so respectful, and by the end of the week he's literally just sort of saying, "Don't give him a point for that." It's outrageous. <laughs> oh, no, he's very easy. He's competitive on Taskmaster as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. So the, you brought a book out uh, yeah, for, uh, yeah. for Christmas. Well, it needn't be for Christmas, but there's quite it a few... Prob- let's be honest, yeah, it, probably, it, it probably yeah. is. And there's yes. quite a few Christmas-themed rounds. Yeah, exactly. We've got, we got 101 rounds from the show, lots of different things. Yes, we've done some lovely Christmas-themed stuff. There's some stuff that's been on the show, lots of ones that we've invented as well. And in, 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 new games we've invented as well. We've got a thing called Imaginary Charades, where we just make up the name of some uh, films and TV shows that you then have to do, as a, which is nice, right? <laughs> yeah, that's because you've no idea what, what it's going to be. Uh, you know, some of the Suddenly you're having to do the Scottish fishmonger or something. I mean, uh, <laughs> listen, g- good luck this Christmas, everybody. Uh, yeah, so it's, at, it's it's out today. But, you know, people kept saying we want a board game, this and the other. I'm not really a fan of those board game things because they tend to have, you know, when you look mm. at them, the rules are ridiculous. Whereas with this, listen, there's all the questions there. There's all the answers it's, there. It's basically... Do with it what yeah, you wish. Yeah. yeah, within a book. You don't exactly. really need... Occasionally you might need your mobile phone to play some of these games. Yes, that's there's, all. Yeah. That's not mine, a pen well, and pencil, Google. really. Yeah, yeah, we've invented... There's some lovely little <laughs> games you can play on your phone. and There's all sorts of fun little games in there actually which 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 have never appeared on tv that's good 
Excellent. And Point is still continuing? Uh, we just finished, uh, so Wednesday we finished this year's um, allotted span of 157. We did <laughs> show 157 on, <laughs> on Wednesday. We were delighted to finish that um, back in the studio on uh, in January. So yeah, that's all done. Um, so yeah, I spend my entire life making quiz shows at the moment. I really do need to stick to the day <laughs> job sometimes. It must be hard for Alexander Armstrong. He's such a lovely fellow. He's so yeah. nice to the contestants. Does he yes. just, you kind of sense he probably after the show he just writes them a check. Does he do that if they've lost? Well, you know, he is an absolutely lovely fellow. My favourite bit on points. Occasionally, only occasionally, you get contestants you're not that keen on. But there's something they do or they say, and yeah. you think, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, my favourite thing in the world is like just walking back to the dressing rooms afterwards with Xander, and it just, he, it's so rare. He goes, well, I didn't like them one <laughs> And you think, oh, this is lovely. I suppose it's, it's worse if they've won the jackpot as well, isn't it, really? It's, listen, I mean, no comment, but yeah, there are... And it really is very occasional, because you get... But occasionally people win the jackpot, especially when, when the jackpot's up to quite a lot, and you think, oh, no, you haven't have you uh, and i can see that uh, you know i can see all the scores for all the answers so i'm in there 60 seconds and they'll say something and i'll look down and see it's a pointless answer i know we've got to give them eight grand you're like oh really talking winning the jackpot uh, i was watching celebrity catchphrase the other oh yeah week, oh yeah and you caused quite a friction utter, well i'm going to talk about this right, but you yeah. were utterly sensational thank you you, you won fifty thousand pounds fifty six thousand i think yes wow. I yeah. mean, incredible and but w the thing was in the first round <laughs> okay yeah, here we you, go for your <laughs> chosen charity not you yes. didn't buy a lamborghini oh no no, no. Yeah, it was okay, uh, okay. I, yeah i mean listen my chosen yeah. charity is it happens to be a lamborghini charity run by a friend of yours if you want to give it a plug yes charity called child's eye which is Listen, everyone thinks that going out and working in orphanages and running orphanages and giving money to orphanages is a good idea and it's a bad idea. And J.K. Rowling's charity is the same thing. We need to close down these orphanages because they, they raise money for people. These kids are not orphans. And so Lucy Buck has gone into Uganda, closed down the orphanages. Now kids go back to uh, family and relations and stuff like that. She oh. does incredible work but does it on a shoestring. So uh, £56,000 of her is like... Right. Go along yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Anyway, so during the first round... Uh, <laughs> Where's this going? No, no, I just want to settle a dispute between me and my wife. OK. <laughs> because I said to her, you know, Richard's going to be good at this, I know he is. And you started off and you were you were sort of, you're all right, but you were sort of stepping back. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I just felt... Who are you, who are you up against, Richard? Uh, it, was, it was Penny Lancaster and Greg Wallace. Okay, yes. right. And yeah. I, said to, I said to my wife, I think Richard, there's, he's going easy deliberately. He wants the others to win a little bit of money. I bet when it Lull comes him to... Lull them into a false sense yeah. of security. And, and then, of course, when you came to the actual jackpot bit, the final bit, whatever it's called... You swept through like no one virtually never see. I said to her, I told you, he was holding back <laughs> on the first round. Yeah. He was being generous. Um, well, listen, I'm a TV producer more than anything else. <laughs> uh, and in that first round, I think the way it's structured, you make more money in the second round than the third round. So okay. if you're going to look like a good guy, yeah. the first round is the time to do it. <laughs> because that's where, that, that's, where, that's where there's the less money. I did After the first one, Greg buzzed in on the first one. I thought, uh-oh, is he going to be good at this? And then it became apparent after a couple that I was probably going to be safe. Mm. And then, yeah, I allowed. Uh, allowed a little bit of rope out. <laughs> you know. you. Very honest. You've got to, right? Yeah, of course you have. And of course they were delighted because you doubled their money as well. Well, that's it. And that in the, in the final, the pyramid thing, there's a particular square, yeah. and if you get that, everyone's money is doubled. So oh. I was, I mean, you know what? Sounds a scam, basically, was it? Uh, yeah, a little it was bit. A scam. But it was such a treat, such a lovely, such. A, I mean, it, firstly, I love catchphrase, such a brilliant format. Yeah. Uh, and to go on it, because I turned up to go on quizzes and celebrity quizzes and stuff, because I think that's you're on a hiding to nothing. But on that, and to be able to raise mm. fifty grand for an incredible charity doing something that I loved watching yeah, you think yeah, well yeah. this is uh, this is an absolute treat
Was that when you were producing, Richard? Was that? Well, you probably still are, aren't you? Still producing? I still, I yeah. still, I still sort of keep my hand in. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly more hands off than I used to be. I'll yeah. be honest. You remember on Are You Being Served? Old Mr. Grace, who just used to wander oh, yeah, down and say, "You're doing, doing very well." well. Very I'm, so a, well. I'm a little bit more like that now <laughs> at Endemol, so uh, they don't see so much of me. But uh, yeah, as a producer, I admire that um, show. I don't admire it as much as Family Fortunes. That's the greatest format of all time. But, yeah. uh, I love a bit of catchphrase. Pointless doesn't uh, often end up in dumb Britain in, in the private eye. Occasionally it does, not as mm. much as some other uh, shows do. Tipping point. Tipping is. point seems to yeah, rule in that case. But you get you occasionally you get you do get some corking answers. Do you have any favourites? Uh, we do get some wrong answers. I mean, look, the the, uh, the 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 classic was who shot um, who shot um, the classic one was who was shot yeah. by Lee Harvey Oswald in Dallas. Uh, to which they gave the answer, J.R. Ewing. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see how you got there. You can see yeah, I can the see how, that process. See how yeah. you got there, that's for sure. Do you yeah. like it when it turns, when occasionally one of the questions turns up, one of the answers turns up in, in one of those kind of... Uh, oh, we love it, yeah, Dumb Britain. If you're in Dumb Britain, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we love that. I mean, it doesn't lend itself to it so much because we ask such weird questions which mm. are, tend to be sort of uh, list-based. But no, it's always, we like to get more answers in Dumb Britain than The Chase, that's our real... Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the ongoing battle. Yeah, yeah, that's Talk a bit of Fulham. Yeah, and, yes, uh, doing very well. Aren't well they? By the way, would you do? I mean, it'd be interesting. Yeah. You're going to get mm. uh, Bradley in a celebrity pointless, yeah. uh, and you on on the ch- celebrity chase. Is, I, that, I, is, that, I, is that doable? I, I did. I. This is a terrible omission, but I've never really watched the chase. <laughs> well, you're so, on at the same time. So, well, I'm live, on at the same time, you, of course. So I don't really know what the format is. I know it's I know it's good. I played it once on Celebrity Juice. Yeah. I was on and Bradley was on. Oh, and right. he made me play it. And I didn't quite, even with my producer said, I couldn't quite work out what was going on. But <laughs> a it's a bit seemed, of a slide dig at the no, format. No, no, no. Oh, no. It, it's a great format. I, I know it's a great Just format. That's why it. The mind games. Yeah. Is Bradley goes in tomorrow and he's thinking, he's right. This doesn't hold. It doesn't work. Poor Bradley, they, they, they record in the studio next to us and they don't have an audience, which mm. for Bradley is like torture. Oh, yeah. Of course. So any opportunity he gets, he comes into our studio, comes and sits in my seat and, uh, and, and, <laughs> play, and plays to our audience. He's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. That's great. That's crossing the streams. Yeah. Um, I saw you on the box recently at Fulham. They cut you mm. in the crowd. Okay. Um, so you're, 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 you're still getting along now. How are you feeling about the season Yeah, so I think it's been a great season. Uh, I think, you know, we've genuinely got... If we can't go up with that team, something is up. You know, we've got Mitrovic and Cavaliero um, and Knockart up front. Mm. The defence is, is working all right. Harry Arter, Tom Kearney is the best player in the division. I mean, genuinely, you sort of think, well, if not now, then when? Because we, we've got a terrific team. There's a really, really good atmosphere there. Scott Parker, everyone loves Scott Parker, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Every football fan, whoever mm. you support, um, loves Scott Parker. Um, it's a real treat. And look, we we it's a, it's a double edged sword. The championship is such a laugh. Yeah, I mean it's proper football, isn't it? It's, it's really three good fun. points covering nine yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean it's really really extraordinary. I think we went up mm. from tenth to fourth the other day uh, with one win, and it's 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 an absolute treat. And the Premier League was not fun at all. No, but at the same time you still want to go up. Yeah, of you course. Know? So what's that about? You know That's we're true. having so much fun, uh, and it's so much more fun than last year. But we would sell our grandmothers to finish in mm. the top two and go up and be whipped again in the in the Premier League. Yeah. There you go. That's football, isn't it? When Ryan Sessegnon is finally fit, which we hope he will be sometime yeah. before Christmas, what are, you, what are your expectations uh, of him at Spurs? Well, what have uh, we got? I love Ryan Sessegnon. He's a really, really decent human being. He's a really, really good guy. I think it's fascinating. I don't know what you pay for us, 25 million or, mm-hmm. or, or something. And we, you know who we replaced him with? 
His, his brother. His twin brother. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We immediately replaced him with his twin brother. <laughs> Another assessing Who is just as good. Yeah. Uh, that's like the time we sold you Musa Dembele and yeah. replaced him with someone else called Musa Dembele. <laughs> that's uh, it. It's a pattern, yeah. So Sessegnon is a really good player. He's not a left-back. No. You know, he's a he's he's a forward uh, and he works hard and he'll learn and I would have thought that Pochettino would be very good news for him. Listen, I mean, who knows what's going on at Spurs mm. at the moment. It feels like the... The, the, the I think he'd definitely off. get a game if he was fit though. A little yeah. bit. Oh, he's going to play a couple of under-23 games. He'd probably be back in about sort of three weeks' time. Well, you, you listen, he's an absolute diamond. He's a lovely guy. Whether whether he's going to be your first choice for the next five years, I couldn't tell you. Mm. But he, if, if there's anyone there who can learn and adapt and all that kind of stuff, it's Ryan Sessegnon. And he won't get any problems with him. He's a really, really decent human being. Excellent. Well, I look forward to seeing him. Richard, thank Richard, you ever so much. Pleasure. As always. Look out today. Yeah, out today. House of Games, 101 new and classic games from the hip. BBC series. It's delicately poised midweek. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, you got uh, Ian Sterling, haven't you? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian uh, Sterling, Charles uh, Brandreth. That's right. I love I love the mix of people that uh, we get. Scarlett Moffat. Scarlett Moffat. Yeah, uh, is on and Angelica and, Bell. Angelica Bell and yeah, she won some week. luggage with Richard's face on it last oh, night. Great prizes, <laughs> fondue sets, all sorts of things. Fine array yeah. of gifts. Yeah, 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 brilliant. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Kumar Sangakara joins us uh, in the uh, second hour of the show today. Later on, we'll be chatting to the guys from No Such Thing as a Fish, the fine podcast. The QI Elves are back and have a new book out with a lot of weird, wonderful sporting facts, amongst other things. And uh, we'll be looking at the possibility also of the uh, 
El Clasco moving from the new camp to the Bernabeu because of the political situation in Catalonia. But first, yes. uh, an amazing story I was yeah. alerted to by Marcus Armitage, uh, a journalist, former jockey, of course. And um, uh, the story of the Marquis of Hastings, which I thought, it, 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 if it was fiction, uh, it yes. would be a sensation. But the fact it's true, it's even greater. It's all The story is told in um, Paul Matthews' book, Jewel, how Lord Hastings stole the pocket Venus and how her fiancé was avenged. Paul, good afternoon. Good to see you. And you, Paul. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it is a quite amazing story, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a sports story because uh, the racing uh, is very much mm. the backdrop of this, isn't yes. it? Yes, when um, uh, the girl that he married, um, Lady Florence Paget, was said to be the prettiest girl in England at the time, and her nickname was the Pocket Venus because she was beautiful but small. And she was actually engaged to somebody else, a man called Henry Chaplin, who Harry Hastings knew quite well. Mm. And the wedding dress had been ordered, the invitations had gone out, the presents were bought, and the eve of the wedding, she eloped with the Marquis of Hastings. Wow. Which was not a good career choice. No. He, Henry Chaplin was a stable, steady guy, and Hastings was a madcap. So, uh, but obviously he had something about him. I mean, she was drawn to bad boys, was she? Is, is, I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, you know, art and literature and life are full of examples of, yeah. you know, the girl falling for the bad guy because for a while at least it's going to be much more exciting than being with a good guy. Yeah. And, I mean, Chaplin liked to talk about politics and tiger shooting and crop rotation, <laughs> all, you know, terrifically interesting to their <laughs> adherents, but maybe not to a young girl who wanted to dance. Yeah, it's, it's it's a, it must have been a huge society scandal then when this happened. Oh, enormous. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, with, with, with all respect to you, there was no radio then. No. There was no TV. There was no external entertainment. People just sat around in their living rooms, chatting, and for months this was the main topic of conversation. Did it make the newspapers at the time? Oh, did it ever? Yeah. yeah. Um, it Obviously, it was in all the London papers, and their stories were strung out to the regionals and the locals. I mean, as far as I could see, it was in pretty well every newspaper in the country. Wow, we Did you use those, to presumably, to research the book? You must have gone back into those yes. old... Yes, of yeah. course. How did, you, how did you first discover th this story then, Paul? Well, I, I knew about the pocket Venus. Mm. And, you know, as often happens with these stories, they attract a sort of tale of rumour and whisper and, and fact and unfact. And so I thought, well, look, let's, um, let's research it. And I was obviously interested also in the racing side mm. because once um, Chaplin had had his fiancée stolen by Hastings, he decided to get his revenge. Yeah. And the chosen weapon was to buy expensive young horses to run against Hastings' horses. <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastic way to get your own it back. Is. Well, it, it, it was ruinous because they were spending, I think, in, on a couple of horses that he bought, Chaplin spent the equivalent of 50% of, of his entire estate income for the year. Wow. And they paid prices that no one had paid before for horses. I mean, if you were a vendor of young bloodstock, this was you know, like all your Christmases coming at the same time. Yes. Um, so, Hastings himself was a, a, a helpless gambler, wasn't he, really? I mean, it just uh, you, you, you highlight some of the things he did, not just... Uh, Horses, but uh, spider racing, uh, him and his friends uh, well, indulging. That's, that's the absolute favourite. I mean, you, you, <laughs> if it didn't exist, you couldn't possibly have invented it. Yeah, they, um, uh, when things were quiet and there was no racing and the weather was foul, 
they warmed up a table mm. and the plan was that you would get the spiders in the middle of the table and you would bet like kicking horses on which of the spiders was going to get to the outside of the table first well of course spiders can't really be trained <laughs> and they're not naturally cooperative <laughs> no, that's very true and so, yeah. but, you know, for quite long periods of time absolutely nothing happened the spiders would just sit there and of course this was anathema to Hastings and his adrenaline fueled friends. Wow, yeah, and other things, I mean, it was, it was the uh, betting on a, a, a fly, which lump of sugar it oh. would land on, stuff and, and, and drips of water down a window <laughs> yep. pane when it's raining, just anything. There was absolutely nothing that Hastings wouldn't bet on, and <laughs> his underlying problem, well he had several underlying problems, but one of them was that he would start drinking at breakfast time. Yeah. yeah, whatever he had for breakfast, it was usually tan, something <laughs> prodigiously unhealthy. He would wash it down with a bottle of red wine. Wow, wait. And the day went downhill from there. And, uh, you, well, it doesn't need, um, you know... It's a shame there wasn't radio in those days. Yeah, been, I think Alan done the breakfast show. He could have got a show. Hastings and, yeah, that would have been good. Hastings and McCoy's. He, basically, the derby, it sort of all played out, didn't it? That was the sort of culmination of it, and it was pretty costly. It all played out, yep, uh, in the in the derby of eighteen sixty seven, mm. where Chaplin had a promising young horse called Hermit, but Hastings had taken it into his head that Hermit was not going to win the derby, and it all became personal. And he turned bookmaker and laid the odds against Hermit, ah. and so when the bookmakers were going twenty to one. Hastings would go 25 to 1 or 33 to 1 just mm. to get the money in. Eventually, he accumulated liabilities of, in our money, north of £10 million. Wow, way. So it was, it was just a, a, a binary bet, zero mm. or one, win or lose. And uh, 10 days before that derby, Hermit bled on the gallops at Newmarket Uni, burst a blood vessel. Yeah. Now, nowadays, the horse would just have a a line put through its entry and it would be taken away and looked after. But, you know, they were a bit more robust then. Mm. And they just rested it and they kept it cool and they kept it calm and they got the horse to Epsom and, lo and behold, in the last few yards, it won the derby. Wow. And there was a transfer, pretty well directly, of £10 million from Hastings to Chaplin. And Hastings it, was ruined. Yeah, wow. And then that, that race itself, that derby, 30 runners, 10 false starts, it snowed, didn't it? Yeah, it, yes, they had four seasons in one day, most of them unpleasant. Wow. Um, they did have a lot of false starts in those days mm. because they didn't have starting gates, obviously. Sure. They didn't even have tapes. And if a jockey felt that uh, he was disadvantaged, he was in a bad position, they just turned their horse away and shout to the starter, not now, sir. Um <laughs> So what happened in? I mean, um, yes, we won't. I said we won't give away the. No, don't we won't give away not give away the end, away the no, end no, of the book. Be but it'd be, right. it'd be interesting to see what what happened to Hastings. He was on a bit of a path of destruction, which may give you a clue. I would imagine, certainly with those sorts of debts and, and the lifestyle that Paul has just outlined. Mm. But uh, there are some there are some wonderful pictures uh, uh, of uh, of Chaplin as well here, who kind of lived to a ripe old age, didn't he? Well, he did. I mean, the, as, look, spoiler alert. I mean, Hastings died very young of of dissipation. You know, just drinking. Mm. Was he twenty five? Was he twenty six? Twenty six yeah. years old. He's like Charlie yeah. Parker lived That's the life incredible. of a sixty year old man. That's amazing, isn't it? So, you know, he, 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 and so, what of the pocket Venus? Did she remarry? I take it Chaplin didn't give her another chance. Did no, he? no. <laughs> the, I think yeah, that, that particular boat had sailed. Um, uh, she married, and 
after the experience with Hastings, she was on record as saying that she was never, ever going to have anything to do with horses again. And lo and behold, she married someone who effectively was a professional gambler. And I don't think it was enormously happy, but it was a a better experience than with Hastings. She had three children. Um, Eventually, not long into the marriage, it became a, you know, two-household affair. You know, they didn't spend too much time together. But she did good works in her local communities Mm. and, you know, in my eyes at least, completely redeemed herself. She just made one awful mistake. Yeah. And in those days, people took it as a as being her character rather than her judgment. Right. I don't, it seems to me there was nothing wrong with her character, but her judgment was catastrophic. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Will you allow me a little indulgence? I, I want to give publicity to something that I'm going to be part of, but I think it's very important. Okay, yeah. It's the Youth Charter. Our old friend Jeff Thompson, MBE, who we've spoken to on the show many, mm. many times, does wonderful work with kids around the country, especially yeah. in Manchester where he's based, but also the idea is to spread this out, and, and he, he really he does understand these kids and he gets to them and gets through to them and it's a brilliant thing mm. and there's going to be a, a celebrity gala dinner nice. uh, on the 20th of November at the Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park uh, I think it's part of the yeah it looks like it's part of the orbit thing that's part of the Oh, you get a ride on the orbit. Anyway, it's a lovely dinner, and, uh, and I shall be part of the auction. You're going to be doing what? Well, you're up. You're going to be auctioned off. No, Jeff has asked me to help. Jeff has asked me to help run the auction. Oh, okay. And, and I said to him, "Look, I'd be happy to uh, do it, but I said, I'm not very good at." You know, I'm not very sort of aggressive at getting people to do stuff. He said, mm. "Don't worry." He said, "I'll do that." Yeah, <laughs> which of course he well, will. Well, I'll just announce the things. But it it should be a that. lot of fun the whole evening. So, yeah. uh, if you want to, is go it, and is have it a look. Uh, Harry Gibbs? Is it Dicky Bow? It is a Harry Gibbs. It's a full evening. Harry it's Gibbs the full evening. dress black tie. Yeah. Um, as I say, it's on the 26th. Of have a look at the Youth Charter website. I should think it'll be on there. Uh, there are tickets available, individual tickets and tables as well. Fantastic. So I've always been, been be tempted, really uh, you know, to go. We you, always say you should come as well. well It'd be oh, good, though. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, we always have. I'll a, invite you. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> we always have a Harry Gibbs evening. Oh, we like a Harry um, Gibbs. Where you wear a dicky bow. Harry Gibbs, the great boxing referee, mm. would wear a bow tie and a white shirt. So if we're going to a do, we get invited to a do. Andy, I say we've been invited. This Andy said, "Is it Harry Gibbs?" I said, "No, it's just lounge suit." <laughs> that was last week. But we should, Harry yeah, Gibbs. we should. Go, I'd like to do a Mickey Van. <laughs> oh, have a yeah. Mickey Van. So go there in a red shirt with <laughs> a bow tie. tie. Yeah. Have a Mickey Van evening. It would be a good, that would be a good sort of stag party outfit, I think. A, 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 it's a, it's a whole good. 20, 30 Mickey Vans wandering around uh, Benidorm. Now, I've um, I heard uh, Barry Hearn on breakfast this morning. Yeah, and oh, uh, he's giving it back to Ronnie. He's wasn't back to Ronnie. But I've got a feeling I don't know why, but I've got a feeling these two are in this together, <coughs> Barry and Ronnie. It feels Drumming like a, a, you think well, it feels like an X Factor strictly PR effort. They've like the, created these a feud. Loggerheads, you this think feud. So? Yes. I don't. I don't know. I think you think that, you think it's I, really genuine. Well, we've talked to Ronnie <laughs> about this, haven't we, in the past? And I don't ever sense that he's part of some no? publicity charade. <laughs> I, don't I don't think know. so. He's part. Look, he's playing in the tournament. He's commentating in the tournament. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see anyway. It's getting a lot of good publicity. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Well, we talked about it with Ken Doxley, didn't we? That's right. Peter Crouch has gone off the footballer's meal. This is the uh, blackened cod they serve at Nobu. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm glad I pronounced that correctly. I normally get that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassingly, <laughs> exactly, you do. I That's do. right. <laughs> and uh, it sounds yeah. like, when well, you make it sound like a rather rude clown, <laughs> don't you, when you I say do, it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're not taking the kids to see him again. It wasn't quite what I was expecting. <laughs> it is odd that that is the sort of thing that footballers love. I suppose it's very healthy. So I suppose that's the idea behind it. But, and it's uh, not cheap, is it? No. What are you paying for your blackened cod in 
Nobu. <laughs> no idea. I've never. I have been once. Many, many years ago. Oh, right. You've been to the top table. Well, I thought it was a bit expensive, to be really honest. Now, as we know, many fans groups, indeed many fans that like to plan their future fixtures, are a bit up in arms about the next Premier League Mm. picks. Uh, and on it goes. They've clearly got a few late issues. It was supposed to be four o'clock this afternoon. We know, as Toby was just saying, we've got the uh, eight o'clock kickoff, and that, that people in uproar about that. The Leicester are these Liverpool. all the fixtures up to Christmas? Because these are really important for people yeah. trying I mean, to arrange their family time, trying to arrange their travel costs, days off, all that sort well, of thing. It was going to be a four o'clock announcement, which has now been put back to five o'clock, apparently. So they must have a few last minute issues around the, the TV scheduling because they're all going to be on Amazon, aren't they? The whole day's programming. Yeah. Uh, will be on Amazon. So they're going to have four separate kickoff times. I'm sure you're aware of this now. 12.30, 3 o'clock, 5.30 and uh, 8 o'clock. Mm. So I'm, I'm quite interested to know. We're at home boxing day, I think, Spurs, for a change. So um, I, I normally go to the match. I'll double-check that, but uh, I think we are. You're not 8 o'clock at night, which is good. No, I must no, say, I would not be, yeah. fancy a game on boxing day at 8 o'clock. The whole thing about boxing day football is that it's either early morning or mid-afternoon but it's yeah. you know it's a follow-on from christmas uh, which of course this year once again turkey pigs in blankets and sprouts will be soaring in price as they do every they year always brussels course, sprouts, shortage of brussels shortage, sprouts yeah, it's bound to be a shortage we'll have that yeah, story so. about about the 10th of december yeah. then you won't be able to move forward by the 25th <laughs> it's true. even the slice of lemon in your drink could be more expensive says food buying firm links purchasing that's nice isn't it uh, anyway just Cheers. to let you know that uh, not just on Amazon on TV but every single one of those games on Boxing Day will be on the TalkSport network all available on the app so you can listen to all the matches that's good as they unfold that game. Oh, we're going to need a lot of commentators take your we pickle. might be pressed into service oh, I wouldn't think so <laughs> I don't think we'd be particularly <laughs> yeah, good like the worst game <laughs> I mean it'd be a lot of it'd be you and me going oh ah <laughs> Just tell us something. Tell us something that's tell happening. Us happening. We can find ten commentators. I'm sure we've got that's a fine army of commentators here already. You know, well, yeah, can, but ten's a lot, and then you we need can, you know ten experts. Look, thankfully, Andy, it's not your responsibility. <laughs> it's my problem. That's Leave good. that to other people. <laughs> Very true. Anything else you want to say? I don't know. Do you see this French bloke who's laying claim to the throne? No, he, I didn't he's know. threatening legal action to prove his father should have been Britain's king. Sorry. Francois Sorry about the cold. I do apologise. <laughs> Francois Grafdieu. Thank you ever so much for that, Andy. Well, yeah. For the cold. <laughs> Francois Grafdieu, 73, mm. uh, claims his grand had a secret son by womanising, not my words, Prince of Wales, uh, Edward, later Edward VIII. That was yeah. him, was it? He's not going to sue you, don't worry. No, about exactly. Edward VIII. He's, he's, a, he's had three requests for royal DNA turned down. So really? he's planning to sue Buckingham Palace. I don't know what he gets out of it. If he proves it, what's he hoping he'll get? He can't Windsor uh, Castle. Can't go marching up the Queen with a swap. <laughs> so this is for some French bloke with some crackpot theory, can you? Yeah, it could be difficult. Though, can't really. be doing that. Yeah, not really. Um, we never found out any more about Castleford Tigers' uh, loose ferret, did we? No, we didn't. Uh, we're getting no help from anybody there. So um, Doesn't anybody in the local news know? No, 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 no one can shed any light on it, unfortunately. Oh, it's probably dear. still running around madly. Right. Also, another story, a bit of a Johnny Nash. Nighttime metal detectorists left footy pitches full of holes at a club in Sittingbourne in Kent. <laughs> You don't do that well, it's not much of a mystery, is it? They obviously thought they'd found something. They started digging up the pitch. But you think it was just like sort of Sunday morning pitches in a kind of municipal park? I mean, if it was Sittingbourne mm. FC, wherever they are, yeah. if it was uh, Dynamo Sittingbourne's ground and they had floodlights <laughs> and you had to walk into a stadium, <laughs> yeah. that'd be a bit much. Like that old episode of Porridge, isn't true, it? true, yeah. They dug up Ellen Road. Wouldn't be good. It'd be like the pitch they had at Ireland played on the other night. It was really strange. That you don't see that very often, do you? No, see no, that that was, Ireland it was pretty terrible, terrible yeah. wasn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport.
Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport. And um, you may be aware that uh, the people, the QI elves, who do so much fine work on the TV show, have their own podcast, No Such Thing as a Fish, that kind of... Well, I mean, I think if you're a QI office, it's pretty obvious. It's not a thing about uh, rugby league, is it? It's going to be very much in line uh, with the nature of QI. They have their book of the year out, and uh, Anna and James um, from No Such Thing as a Fish have rejoined us. Good to see you. It's been a oh, while, yeah, isn't it? Having us, yeah. about a year, I think. So yeah, again, it's uh, it's, uh, it's so much. We uh, myself and Andy trade in a lot of this kind of mad these kind of crackpot stories from around the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, certainly there's one of the football mm. stories uh, this time around. And I'm, we did speak to this guy, didn't we? The guy who pushed the lawnmower around Blackburn Rovers mm. pitch 273 times. And that's the sort of that's the sort of stuff you're after, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'd love to hear what he had to say to you, actually. I missed that interview, but what did he... Because he, he was had out a bad time. if I remember it. rightly. Yeah. I think yeah. he said there was no more lawn to cut. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he? It was 58 miles, wasn't it? And he actually yeah. ended up quite sick at the end. Did he? he? Yeah. Really bad, uh, really bad indigestion. Yeah, he was really dehydration. Well, well done. Uh, <laughs> good I think he was uh, yeah, having your lunch. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I won't tell you what he had then. <laughs> <laughs> but why did that? I mean, why, why did? Was that just a virus or, or what? Why I think it was severe dehydration. Ah, yeah. okay, right. Because you know those balmy, balmy days up in Blackburn. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. So how do you? I mean, have you got? Have you got your own team now? Uh, the, or do you have to go and search all this stuff out? Or, or oh, we we do it really. Yeah. Wouldn't trust anyone else with it. <laughs> no, that's so not do you comb the papers every day like we do, and yeah. then you look for these stories, and then you compile them and save them and do, do stuff like that. Yeah? yeah, we absolutely do. Yeah, for the whole year, we're just reading everything that we can put our hands on, and then snaffling it away if we think it's interesting, and then yeah. we come to write the book. Yeah. The, so some of these, some of the, the facts and stuff in the book will be familiar if you're a, a, a listener to the podcast, will they? Or are they kind of a completely different sort of set? Um, a few of them maybe, but mm. I would say the vast majority a different set of stuff because I guess it's all so newsy, current affairsy, but not the news that you will have read. Yeah. Um, I don't think you will have heard the vast majority on the podcast. It's a kind of quirky review of the year, the book, isn't it, really? Yeah, in, yeah exactly. In, in some of the some stories. of these, I love this one. Spanish football team called Mosteles Balompi uh, changed its name to Flat Earth FC because their president is a supporter of the Flat Earth movement. <laughs> <laughs> if right. you played there, it was a bumpy pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playing downhill this <laughs> half lads we could fall off at the end of the earth. That's Maybe true, that's yeah. what convinced him. He's always playing on these flat pitches. Yeah. He's going, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, he really believes in it and yeah. no, a lot of people do and now yeah. all the supporters of that team are now flat earth supporters as well technically aren't so they, they? So, so rather yeah. than rail against it they, they bought into the whole thing they I bought mean, into the whole thing yeah I yeah. mean looked over the edge that's what it is once you've <laughs> looked over the edge you never go back I think Freddie Flintoff is he, is he believing? I think Freddie yeah, 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 believes in the flat earth he's quite flat earth as well does he situation but yeah, it's not just it's not all this. we've picked out some of the sports stuff but I did like this one the uh, US Centre for Disease Control warned hedgehog owners not to kiss their pets oh yes <laughs> That's, all these I, people getting some sort of strange strain of salmonella through kissing hedgehogs. Yeah, I think it was the only thing that could unite them when they got all these salmonella cases and they questioned and they asked all the usual questions on the doctor's forms, you know, what's your gender, what's your etc. And then have you kissed a hedgehog recently? And that was the only one that they all said, <laughs> yeah, I have. That is so, a long form, isn't it? Where have you kissed a hedgehog is at the bottom of exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Question 412. So yeah, this is all the kind of crazy news from the air, but we can promise that there's no Brexit in there whatsoever. Oh, okay. That's that's the good. one thing that we've stayed away from. You've kept it clear. So I, many of these things are what Paul and I, we call them a Johnny Nash, which means there's more questions than answers. You read it and you think, what on earth happened yeah. here? And this one, a nurse who broke the record for the fastest marathon dressed as a nurse had her attempt rejected because she was dressed as a nurse. And you think, what 
them there were... What, That's like a two Ronnies delivery. Know, that, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, that was this poor woman. I think she was called Jessica something. And she's a, she's an actual nurse. She ran the marathon in her scrubs, broke the record. And then Guinness actually dictates, I think the quote in Guinness is, if you're running as a nurse, you have to be wearing a blue or white dress, a white pinafore apron, and a traditional white nurse's cap. So essentially, be dressed like someone out of a carry-on film mm. as opposed to a real <laughs> scrubs, nurse. Yeah. But yeah. they changed their mind, didn't they? Yes. They were under so much pressure. I do remember that story now. They did. That was the London Marathon, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were under so much pressure to change it. They uh, they gave them their medal. Absolutely, they which, did. Which is exactly what they should be doing. Um, yeah, there's, there's some corking uh, how, sports I ones ask, How did the sport of non-agenarian <laughs> cycling was hit by a doping... Is that people cycling for people over 90? It, it is. is. It is. Yeah. Why, it is. Was, why was it hit by a doping scandal? So it was a guy called Carl Grove. He was 90 years old and he was racing in the 90 to 94-year-old individual pursuit... Uh, and they found he had some anabolic steroids in his system. And he said that he'd eaten some tainted meat. And they did kind of think that that was probably true, but they took his medal off him anyway. But the sad thing is, they took his medal off him. He was the only person in that race. So no matter what kind of drugs he'd have taken, as long as he got to the end, he would have got the prize. Yeah, it's incredible. This sounds like a good gig in Mexico. Uh, the president is a big baseball fan, so he's appointed a government minister for baseball, head of baseball. Sounds like a good job. Yeah. Excellent job if you're a baseball fan. Isn't yeah, of Ob- course. Obrador. Me- Nightmare job if you're not, obviously. <laughs> uh, he is. He loves it. In fact, Obrador has been sort of cutting back on a lot of government expenditure in Mexico, but the one place where he won't cut back is on baseball policy. And he's sort of got sports policy and all the budget goes on baseball. And uh, he plays in his spare time a lot. I think he's in his 60s, likes yeah. to play whenever he can. And, yeah, the ba- the Minister for mm. Baseball is tasked with various things. Like, I think he's been told that he has to get 60 to 80 people in into Major League Baseball in the next six years, I think. Wow. Which is quite a big ask. And the, yeah. thing, the big thing for Mexican players, if they can, of course, make it in Major Leagues, it's very, very lucrative. And, uh, there, and there have been players who have done that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we spoke to Rick Riley, who's a journalist a little while ago, who's written a whole book about, uh, about Donald Trump's uh, golf exploits and his oh, cheating at yes. golf. You've and read it, haven't you? I have. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great book, isn't it's it? It's such yeah. a good book. And he, tr- he kind of trolls Trump now. He says, yeah. he kind of picks out, this game here where you said you scored this, you know, I've checked and you didn't score anything like it. You was know it? what? I wasn't sure about Trump, but when I heard that he cheated at golf, that's when I really <laughs> lost respect for the man. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a whole long line of presidents who did actually most American uh, Bill Clinton was called the Mulligan King it's a book isn't it yeah he's he's a fantastic some of them were really good golfers apparently JFK would have been a really good golfer but didn't really play much before he became president but Mm. he had a natural ability that could have made him a very low handicapper there's a, a lovely story. Greenpeace displayed a banner saying Trump well below par, I take it, because, you know, the nature, the kind of, the green nature maybe of the, some of the ways he puts his golf courses together, but he, he quite liked it, didn't he? Yeah, he, of course, he because... Thought, of course he thought, yeah, they're, they're complimenting him on his golf. Exactly, that was actually in that book, um, I think it's called Commander in Cheetahs, yeah, it? it was actually it. in that book that I read that. That's yeah. sensational. Poor old Greenpeace. Not a lot of overlap mm. between Greenpeace supporters and huge golf fans, apparently. Yeah. Didn't quite get. What a surprise. And uh, we were talking off air about... QI, it's still massively successful. And we're saying, what a brilliant job um, Sandy's done, hasn't she? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, she has. She's done a brilliant... She's really made it her own, and she really likes to get involved with the research, doesn't she? Yeah, of course, she does. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Heavily. No, we love it. And she's, at the moment, she's... I think the Q series is on at the moment, which Mm. was a really fun series to do, because not a whole lot of words start with Q. Um, So you had to go very, very deep to try and cover a whole series worth. We're having a lot more fun researching R 
which yeah, which will go out next year. Oh, okay. So it's, all, it's a different letter every year. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course so, yeah, yeah. yeah, we did a lot of quantum stuff and Queen stuff. Yes. And this week, I think the show is called Quests, uh, which is all about a space theme. Oh, okay. The yeah. podcast very popular, isn't it? No such thing as a fish going from strength to strength. Yes, indeed. Well we, we hope so. We're about to go on tour in America in, uh, oh, wow. next okay. month uh, for yeah. the first time, which should be really fun. And of course, this book, Book of the Year, um, yeah. that's our third one now. So this yeah. all, this it's, all, a, it's a new thing, this, isn't it? We've spoken to Luke Moore, who's, who does a podcast, and then taking it on the road. People, There's an audience for this, which is surprising. You think the, the thing of listening to something, which is a personal thing, and then mm. sharing it with other people in an audience wouldn't yeah. quite be the same thing, but it seems to... It really does. I think people like it because with podcasts, people often feel like you're their friend because you are sort of intimately in just their ears for a while. So whenever people come to our shows, they just say it's like suddenly being with my mates. Uh, it's weird that you don't know who I am because yeah. I feel like I've been friends with you for years. It's yeah. good. So, yeah, And, it's and because of the internet, of course, it's a global thing. So we just put it on the internet and people can listen all over the world, which means we can do shows in America and in Australia as well and all over. Excellent. So when are you off to the States then? I think it's in... Start of November? Yeah, start of November. And is that the yeah. first time you've been to the States to do shows? It is, or? yeah. Oh, we can't wait. Yeah. We're Excellent. playing so the New excited. York Comedy Festival. Yes. Oh, nice one. This, I think this book will take up residence. Uh, obviously, perfect for Christmas, you would say. And it will take up residence in many a toilet, I think. In the, <laughs> in the nicest possible oh, way, yeah, I think it perfect. will. It's that kind of book. That is it? absolutely not an insult at all. No, perfect to, uh, to dip into. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. You could see that, couldn't you? You could almost oh, cast yeah. it in your head. Yes. It's, uh, it would be great telly. Oh, I think so. Who would play the Marquis of Hastings? Um, um, who would you cast? I mean, he's got, it was in Grantchester. James he's Norton. He's a bit old. He's in his 40s. I mean, he died when he was 25. The, oh, what the about Marquis. our producer, John Caddy? Yeah, okay. That's, well, that's, that's, that's interesting casting. <laughs> I think we might have to cast the net a touch wider to, to get ITV on board at 9 o'clock on a Sunday night. Yeah, CSE drama. Well, you got GCSE drama. Oh well, what time can you start then? You're in. We'll see you on location. Uh, anyway, that's us. We're live from Cardiff tomorrow. Where they're good friends at Green King. We're lots of top guests in the world of rugby, football, comedy, and more. So we hope you can join us then. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.